0: welcome to habits for happiness with lady fuller the path to happiness is paved with healthy habits we spend much of our lives searching for happiness when the key we're looking for is right there inside of us we can discover that key through habit change which you're about to learn about now here's your host lady fuller
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to Habits for Happiness, the show where we discuss habits that you can employ in your daily life to make you happier. And today I am overjoyed to welcome Erin Yogi Erin, who's one of my mentors and one of my favorite people on this planet. So (laughs) hi, Erin. Welcome to Habits for Happiness.
2: Hi, lady. Thank you so much for having me here.
1: Yeah. Well, happy new year to you and everyone that's listening. So before, you know, I don't want to read your bio because there's so much to it. You have been <laughs> a yoga master for 30 years, and I got certified for my yoga training under you at your beautiful resort, Blue Osa in Costa Rica. But tell us, give us, give us your elevator pitch about who you are and what you do.
2: <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is, who I am is still a burning. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bye. Everyone Bye. should know that you and I get real. We laugh a lot when we're together. So, oh, so, so be warned. Be <laughs> warned.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I um, have been studying um, yoga since the nineties, and um, and then teaching pretty much since that time as well. Um, I grew up with a mom who practiced yoga, so at a very young age, I started practicing. I mean, I'm putting that in quotation marks for those who can't see me. And I think that my yoga practice really evolved over time. It wasn't something the way I practice now is very different than when I first started. Yoga has changed dramatically for me and what it means to me over the years um, as as I've gotten older in my life. And the meaning of my life has changed as well. And you know, what's a priority when I was much younger, it was more about the workout. And, you know, than what it was really supposed to be about, which is the healing and the intention setting and, and the alignment of Dharma. And as I've gotten older, in, um in my yoga practice, I moved to New York, and I started a yoga studio there. Um, started to really cater to a very specific community, which was for men. I really focused on teaching yoga for men, and that was where I met my business partner. And we opened up a yoga retreat center in Costa Rica, which is where you came.
1: Yeah, Blueosa, and- it's beautiful. <laughs> everyone, check it out.
2: <laughs> Blueosa, it really is heaven on earth. And uh, I remember the day that I drove by the property. I was in the car with four other friends and there was a, there was a 21 century sign outside the place and we happened to see the sign. And as we were driving by, lady, you'll probably remember there was like this tunnel of Bougainvilleas and that was there at that time. That was, you know, it was already there. And we looked down the tunnel and all I could see was this Caribbean, um, emerald blue kind of sea. And, I was just immediately drawn in and I just, I felt my heart just kind of go there. And at that same moment, as I felt that my four friends were like, Aaron, you should buy this place and open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so pay attention when destiny speaks, because it doesn't always speak the way that we, you know, expected to, but with four of the friends there. And so my business partner happened to be there and, in Costa Rica on retreat with me. And so I went to him and I said, Hey, you mentioned that you were interested in doing something with me. Want to open up a yoga retreat center in Costa Rica? <laughs> and and? He, said, and he said, sure, let's go check it out. And we did it obviously. And that's um, where I really have, I would say kind of developed myself as, as a different way as I'm kind of ministering to a very different population over the years and really having a lot of fun with it, to be quite honest. Um,
1: Amazing.
2: Yes. So
1: so today we, are, we wanted to talk about the habit of gratitude, which being a yes. new year is such an important habit for listeners, because gratitude, as I think, I think it's a keystone habit for our own happiness, right? It's sort of like, you know, down there with like kindness, compassion, and some of the other ones <laughs> that are like paramount. Like if you don't have those you can forget drinking water and sleeping well. So, <laughs> so tell us why you chose gratitude. And you know, and then I'm going to have you expand on that as we go, but really wanting to, the listeners that may not have gratitude practice in their lives, like how they can have one. So
2: let's start yeah, there. I, I think I had mentioned this to you as being something I'm really focused on, and there's various reasons for it. But from my own from yoga teacher training and you might remember this in your teacher training that one of the projects you had to do was a gratitude project. And so it's something that's very close to my heart Mm -hmm. um, to have people literally practice. We talk about gratitude a lot, but very few of us actually practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. Most of us wait for other people to say thank you and really mean it before we say thank you. And, Mm. and so I just um, want to put
1: a pin, pin pin in that to use your vernacular. <laughs> so most of us, I just want to just—it's like that's so powerful. Most of us wait to say thank you until someone says thank you to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, keep point.
2: It's, <laughs> it's a habit. No, it's a habit that a lot of us, you know, don't really practice. Again, we think about mm-hmm. it, but we just don't do it. And mm-hmm. so one of one of one of my keystone teachings um, which is not the topic of today but it relates a lot to gratitude is how to get out of the gutter of the first chakra <laughs> <laughs> For
1: people and that don't of, know what the first chakra is let tell, tell the listeners
2: first chakra in a nutshell is our survival is our obsession and and when we get into the gutter of the first chakra it's when we get into the obsession of managing that chakra we are obsessed with you know, our shelter. We're obsessed with food. I mean, you think about food culture today in America, especially among sort of um, uh, well let's just say yoga people for now but, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, how about everyone Yeah I mean everybody to a certain degree but um I'm thinking of these kind of yoga people because that's the kind of people we receive at, at Blue Osa and Everybody has food like obsessions and, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of um, and it's over obsession and then people are obsessed with sleep and we have all kinds of judgments and opinions and uh, about our sleep we also have a lot of judgments about our survival like I need a house that's five thousand square feet I need a car that looks a certain way I need mm-hmm. you know all of these things but that's not what you really need and so we get like caught up in that and We don't, we're not able to get out of that um, obsession. And I believe and have found quite honestly that one of the keys to get out of the gutter of the first chakra is just gratitude, like being really grateful for what we have currently. And in that place of resting in that gratitude, we're able to see that we have everything already. Mm-hmm. and once we have that realization we're able to then ascend literally to work on our higher purpose to work on manifesting and living our life purpose so for me gratitude is is really key and the, one of the reasons why it's it's so paramount or 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 sorry it's really close to my heart right now is because you know like probably most people in the world i was really depleted after Everything that happened last year, you know, everything shut <laughs> and down. And the year before. And the year before. <laughs> I, mean, I it just, I feel like I was overworked. Um, hmm. I felt really depleted. And so I went away. I decided to, you know, go and travel, uh, live, a, uh, do a trip that has been a lifelong dream and went to Greece. And Amazing. It was amazing. It was Greece. I could go on and on for like two hours about Greece. But... <laughs> It but before I left, one of the deep commitments and I made to myself, and I often talk about like creating your own practice, create your own spiritual practice. And so in some ways, this was my my spiritual practice was I committed to two things. One, I committed to gratitude, and two, I really committed to saying only kind things that Mm -hmm. were necessary or kind and necessary things. You know that expression speak only things that are mm-hmm. true kind and necessary and i made that commitment because i started to realize that a lot of what i was saying wasn't kind true or necessary <laughs> i think that's true for a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i was starting to get kind of a little nasty uh, to people and that nastiness or that that um place inside of me was not coming from my highest place. And so I went to Greece with those two kind of things in mind. And it was a really powerful practice because obviously you walk into a situation where either people are not kind or something happens that you don't expect, or you end up in a situation that you were like, this is not what I paid for. You know, does that ring a bell, by the way? Yes, many, it does ring a bell. How many people?
1: <laughs> Our expectations are not what's half the reality. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, and it was very much put to the test many times. But one of the very first moments it was really put to the test was I spent, when I arrived in Greece, I spent four days in Athens, and then I rented a car, and Part of my practice was also to live spontaneously, so that was actually another part of my practice. I had no plans. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I had rented this car, and I left Athens, and it was like, okay, where am I going to go? So I sort of started heading south, and I got to a place called Sparta, um, Mm -hmm. and my car broke down, and it wouldn't start. (laughs)
1: I'm laughing the universe (laughs) likes to give us a little delay just to make sure we're paying attention
2: well you can imagine my inner excitement like I'm gonna go do this I'm starting my trip and you know I'm going on this big adventure I have two and a half months ahead of me I don't know where I'm gonna go and then I the car breaks down
1: right there's like there's hidden meaning here but that's for another show
2: oh my god there's so much to unpack there and and so I got there and um and when I realized this it was like oh my god what am I going to do and my first reaction was you know to scream and to you know
1: say you know, something um, unkind
2: maybe <laughs> say something unkind <laughs> so definitely unnecessary um and so it really challenged me and I was like, you can imagine that when my car broke down, I was in this place, it was 110 degrees out. You know, there was hardly any place for shade. So I was really in that moment challenged to kind of stay in that place of like, okay, I have my health. I'm alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a restaurant right over there. I'm okay. And that kind of practice really got me through to, a, just kind of being in the present moment. I believe mm-hmm. that cra- practicing gratitude invites us to be in the present moment. You can't practice gratitude if you're living in the past or living in the future. Practicing gratitude brings us into the present moment. And it's in that present moment where our real power you know, lies. And yeah. there were some angels that ended up showing up and then taking care of me actually very quickly too. And so I was... Obviously had a lot of gratitude for that. And as my trip continued, there was many times when I didn't get what I thought I was going to get or ended up in a situation where I didn't think I should be or something didn't go the way. Like one time shortly after that, well, three weeks after that, I started heading to the islands and um, I missed my boat. And I didn't know that I missed my boat because somebody told me, somebody official told me to get into the wrong line. So I completely missed my ferry boat. And my immediate reaction was to pull out my inner New Yorker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And say something unnecessary and unkind.
2: (laughs) And so I just took a deep breath and said, okay, this is where I am. And then turned to the official person that was trying to help me and said, what do we need to do in this moment? What are my options? And, and just tell me what I need to do. And I'll be okay with that. Um, and you know, a lot of things like that consistently poked and prodded at me and challenged me, but that in yoga, um, when we make a commitment to follow a certain practice it's called tapas and mm. the meaning of tapas means to heat or to shine those things that kind of you know
1: it doesn't mean small plates in spain
2: it does not mean small <laughs> delicious little order plates in spain no <laughs> But it it kind of challenges us, and and there's friction when we really stick to committing to do something. You know, you can do a tapas of like, (laughs) which most people do, going to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym four times a week, and then, of course, the friction starts, and then they stop. Um, Some people make a, a tapas to say only things that are true, and then a situation comes up where they feel it would be better to not be truthful, and so there's friction there. And so the tapas can, the practice can be anything, but that tapas mm. is what sort of churns us. And when it, my teacher says that the result of tapas is a personality that is a resplendent one. And it was kind of interesting as I was going through Greece and doing this kind of tapas. And I'm very much a person that when I'm out in the world, I'm very introverted. I keep to myself a lot. But what really fascinated me was when I would have people come up to me and we would start talking and then they, you know, it could be a server at a restaurant or someone that worked in the hotel that I stayed at. And they would ask me like, what do you do? And I would say, well, I'm a yoga teacher and I practice yoga. And they said, you know, I knew that there was something about you because as i looked over i could see this radiance coming off of you wow and it was a really powerful moment cuz i'm like i said i very very introverted um i don't make a lot of conversation with people when i'm out you know doing my thing and uh, it was very interesting to kind of have that reflected back to me and not that I think that I'm a saint or anything, because I'm far from sainthood, believe me. <laughs> um, I still say. You're Thanks. pretty cool. <laughs> that are untrue. I'm not kind. Sometimes <laughs> I have to catch myself. But, um, but I believe that these practices, if we really try to um, endeavor, sorry, if we endeavor to commit to doing these practices, they really can start to reshape our personality and what we emit in the world. And so, so many of us are always saying things like, well, you know, if only the world would change, you know, imagine how much better things would be. But we don't realize that we're the ones that need to change. Yeah.
1: I mean, we do live in a, you know, I love this concept that we live in a mirroring universe. I said that to a coaching client the other day, you know, so the world only reflects back to us that what we, you know, what we give off. Right. So, So, if we're giving off gratitude, you know, we'll receive that. We may not receive it in a transactional way, right? You had said this before. It may come back to us in some other form, right? The angels at the car.
2: (laughs) I mean, I believe that this gratitude thing can really reshape the world if we really commit to it. I mean, deeply commit to it. Right now, as you and I are talking, there's so much fear, literal literal fear Mm -hmm. in the world and fear of... You know what's going to happen fear of what what is around us and i i really believe that if we're going to get out of the gutter of the first chakra which fear is what pulls us there fear is what stops us from taking action fear is what stops us from becoming the best versions of ourselves that gratitude is really the key to unlocking us out of that fear and it helps to stabilize us and helps us to realize you know what i am okay everything within me everything that i need is already here there's i'm not lacking for anything in this moment and and there's very few of us especially in our western culture that can say yeah i i I need more. We really don't need more. No, no if anything, we, we, we need less.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we,
2: As I always have.
1: tell clients, you know, we, the, the decluttering process or getting rid of stuff, it actually creates so much more time in your life, which is like a yes. different show. But the less stuff you have, the more time you have. And so, if time's our greatest scarce resource besides our energy, maybe, then if you want more time, you just need less, not yes. more.
2: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Not more. And and so it's almost like this idea that, you know, that that if we can sort of scan for gratitude, that's sort of what I hear you saying that, you know, as primary, it's like primates, we were scanning constantly for for danger in in the wild, and we we still are, and that's where all sort of our cortisol comes from, and our fear, and being on like out of out of our own sort of hyper <laughs> arousal zones or something. But the but if we can start to learn and shape this, what I hear you saying, like scanning for gratitude, mm-hmm. then then we change the narrative, right? We change everything completely.
2: Yeah, it's I mean it just starts like for example, I know this is a, maybe a silly example, but it starts with even saying, like, giving your Uber driver, like, a deep thank you, mm. giving the barista at the Starbucks, like, a deep thank you. Like, even if they mess your order up, just turn around and say, you know what, thank you so much for doing, you know, for helping yeah. me.
1: And for showing up for
2: work, since, <laughs> since yeah, no one seems to be up. doing that. <laughs> thank you for being here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you, we talk about making a difference, and that, that difference starts with me. If I'm passing on that gratitude, if I'm passing on that positive energy to that person, you know, I really believe in the power of paying it forward. If I'm in, I don't know if I can say this on this show, but if I'm in, <clears throat> hole, then, yeah. <laughs> then just you just did
1: that just perfectly. <laughs> then
2: you can. But if I'm like that to somebody, that person is gonna turn around and kick you know, the dog that's, you know, that they come across, and it just, it perpetuates. Um, But if I'm nice to that person, not even nice, but if I'm just showing my, you know, my heartfelt humanity to that person, that in turn, you know, they pass it on to other people. And I believe that that's where we can make a real big change in the world.
1: Yeah, it's this idea of like kindness is contagious, gratitude's contagious, all of our behaviors, whatever they are, good, bad, ugly, they're all contagious, right? So the unkind, the unnecessary things. So so you know, this attitude of gratitude is, you know, is healing the world sort of one person at a time. But Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that. We're gonna go to break <laughs> and hold tight, everyone. We'll be back to further dissect the habit of gratitude and how you can incorporate it into your daily life and practice to make you happier. Thanks, everyone.
0: Try out a free coaching session with your host, Lady Fuller, to learn more about our individualized and corporate coaching programs. Learn to drop bad habits. And pick up healthier habits to live a healthier life. Email her at lady at happinessmba.com. That's L-A-D-Y at happinessmba.com. Or check out our coaching business at habits, the letter for happiness.com. Wanna reward clients, customers, or employees with a gift that will blow their socks off? We at International Gifting Company have your next corporate event covered. We carry 250 personalized gifts for on-site incentive events. Or we can create virtual gift boxes your employees and clients can receive at home. Contact us today for a quick and free proposal. we love to WOW! Contact info at intlgiftingco.com or check out our webpage at intlgiftingco.com It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Habits for Happiness. To reach the show today, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Now, back to our program. Here again is Lady Fuller. Hello, everyone, and thanks for
3: hanging in there. Um, we're back here with Master Yogi, Aaron, and talking about the powerful habit of gratitude. I am so excited to continue the conversation, Erin. We had a couple technical difficulties there, but we are back. So, tell us where we stopped Was this idea of changing the world by gratitude one step at a time, right? This idea that gratitude is contagious. So, um, before we have any more technical difficulties, I do want to get to this idea of what you teach at... Um, at your retreat center um, and the gratitude practice I know that you have asked people to do that, you know, I learned from you that might be part of your morning routine or your daily habits. Tell us if you were to meet somebody and teach them, you know, how to have a habit of gratitude, what you would tell them. They'd say, I want to have more gratitude in my life. How do I start this as a habit?
2: Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's very individual. The gratitude project that um, I give to my students is very open-ended. And so many people just have different ways of practicing it. Um, some people organize, um, you know, a, a dinner or a get-together. And, um, you know, in, there's this kind of one thing, uh one practice which falls in line with this gratitude idea is called giving a gift of confidence. And, so you basically just say to the person, like in your presence, I feel elated, I feel positive energy, I feel confidence. You know, so you could obviously it's something that you truly and genuinely feel. So you have to go into your heart center to to see what you feel. But it it invites a moment of real heart connection with another person, and it can be a very powerful practice, giving a gift of confidence to another person. And by telling them how that person, uh, telling that person, whether it be a friend, a lover, or a, a sibling or a family member, you know, how does that person empower you in your life? And letting that person know, you know, we as humans are always impacting other people in our life and we don't really know that we're impacting them. You know, a lot of us stay at home thinking nobody likes me, nobody wants to be around me, everybody, you know whatever and but that's not true you know people around you in your life really adore you and you adore them but we never tell each other that we never express to each other you know how you lady really lift me up in this life so giving a gift of confidence is a powerful thing journaling can be a great practice just taking time in the morning to journal like all the things that you're really um, grateful for, and you know, taking that 15 minutes in the morning is is probably more important than you actually going to take a shower, a physical shower, because now you're getting your spiritual shower in the morning and being saturated. I
3: love that it's, idea. It's a spiritual shower.
2: That's really powerful. Yeah, and being being really saturated in that knowledge of you know what, I'm whole today, I'm complete, I have everything that I need, and I'm really genuinely grateful to the universe, to my life, to those who are are caring for me, to, you know, whatever you believe, that you express that gratitude and you connect to it. Um, In the the story that I just gave, going to Greece, part of my gratitude practice was very much linked into this idea of, I'm only going to speak those things which are true, kind, and necessary. And so, in you know, those moments when I wanted to, like, say something really nasty because my inner New Yorker was wanting to take over, that I was like, okay, took a deep breath. What is my practice here? My practice is to speak only those things that are kind. And so, in that moment, it was a constant practice. It wasn't just, like, one part of my day, but it was, like, throughout my day, of being mindfully will and willfully saying things that were expressing gratitude to people, anybody that I just came across. And it's really something that has continued to affect me and um, and that I carry that with me. So the gratitude project is very open-ended. I don't tell people what to do, but I invite them to find their own practice and then stick with it, of course. But one of the things I really want to say to people that has been on my mind actually for the last few days, because somebody turned in their gratitude project and they took a video of it. And the gratitude project that they did was gathering a group of friends and going to a restaurant and then getting a huge tip to give to this waitress. It was a lot of money, a lot of money. And, um, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful, I think it was a beautiful idea and it probably really made a difference in that person's life. But they took a video of it and they took a video of this person giving it to her and it, you know, gratitude, real gratitude is expressed in a place that's not public, in a place that's private. You know, scripture says go mm-hmm. to that sacred place that's private in the most secret place and there commune with the divine. And I kind of feel like sometimes when we express gratitude, it's that opportunity. It's the divine in me communing with the divine within somebody else. When you're videotaping something to post it on social media or you're making it much bigger than what it is, it no longer becomes a practice of gratitude, but really a way to boost one's, you know, ego. And so that is not gratitude. (laughs) either.
3: Well, you're back in the, the, the chakra, the gut gutter chakra of the first chakra, right? Yeah. So, as I, as I continue to have technical difficulties, tell me really quick about your affirmation series um, uh, that you're doing, and I know you wanted to let um, listeners know about it and how this whole practice of affirmation does play into the idea of gratitude.
2: So, I am really passionate um, about empowering other people to manifest and live their life purpose. In my life, I've always been purpose-driven. I've always, not just goal-driven, I think purpose and goals is a little bit different, um, but I've been very purpose-driven and blessed to have had yoga, um, also my parents and my community really always supporting me to... Challenge me to ask the real important questions in my life. Where am I going? What am I doing? And that, of course, has led me to opening up this gorgeous, beautiful retreat center in Costa Rica. Um, and, and I really believe. It out <laughs> and I really believe that that we need to cultivate moments of silence, moments of peace in the mornings. And so one of the ways that I am supporting people to do that and it's a, it's a free gift. It's something that I created to really kind of pass on to other people was an affirmation series to literally manifest and live your life purpose. And part of that is about giving people the opportunity to just sit for five to 10 minutes a day and just to tune inward. And so I created this affirmation series and one of them, well, actually a couple of them specifically are on gratitude. And um, one of them is 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 an affirmation that I came up with to help people become more attuned, in-tuned with that inner feeling of gratitude. And, and as I said earlier, that as we can get to that place, there's an inner rest, an inner peace that starts to take over and interestingly in the third sutra and the yoga sutra says that liberation is found when we're able to be completely at rest within ourselves. And that for me is always the goal in when I'm trying to teach people yoga is to cultivate that feeling of inner, inner rest, like being, not just like feeling like, Oh, I got a good night's sleep. That's not the kind of rest I'm talking about, but that, When you're at rest within yourself, you have full knowledge that you have everything that you need, that you're completely whole, and there's nothing outside of yourself that can give you more than what you already have within yourself.
3: I mean, isn't that the goal of, like, just our journey as human beings? (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, if we can find liberation to quote what you said in the third yoga sutra, this idea that... Uh, when we're at rest with ourselves internally, we can find liberation. I mean that to me
2: is that's the point right That's the purpose yeah. well my, yeah. teacher, so we my teacher one point once pointed out that you know some point in our life as a child, most likely as a child, it could have been when you were two, when you're three, when you're four, five, six, seven, but somewhere in that time frame, you learned that happiness existed outside of you. And ever yeah. since then, or your mind, more specifically, your mind learned. Your mind learned that happiness existed outside of you or that you needed, in order for you to be happy, it was something outside of you that made you happy. So somewhere in our childhood, we learned that. And ever since then, you know, the mind has been chasing that happiness like a tiger chasing its tail. You know, it just never stopped. And so what yoga says is we need to retrain our minds. We need to retrain teach our mind where, you know, the kingdom of heaven really presides, where the seed of happiness really is, and it is a practice, that's why we call it yoga practice, the real practice in yoga, the real practice, forget downward dog, or triangle pose or handstands,
3: <laughs> the, yeah. re-
2: <laughs> the real, <laughs> Um, one friend said that asana really means that you make an ass out of you and me, but that's another story. Um, that, that the real practice in yoga is really coming back to that place again and again and again. You know, teach the mind where happiness is because we are, most of us are slaves to a mind that is constantly and perpetually chasing something outside of ourselves and when we don't get that thing that we want we have temper tantrums we we explode we all of our entitlement you know um surface and so with the practice of gratitude we're able to reground very quickly and it does take time and it does take practice and we have to be compassionate and laugh at ourselves when we stumble um so it is it is something that is consistent and perpetual. It doesn't just happen, you know, at a flick of uh, the switch or the snap of the fingers. That no, totally. It takes time.
3: And that's the premise of this show. And, you know, I probably would never have fallen into this this radio show more than just practice without you. Right. So thank you for guiding me because that's what I took away <laughs> from being at fluosa. I mean, it was lovely to learn the asanas also, but that's really the core of what I learned, that the ancients have been telling us this for, for millennia, yeah. and somehow we've stopped listening to the the, yeah. the wisdom that's been around for ages, right? That happiness is inside of us, and it's just about coming back to that present moment. But before we run out of time, I want to give you time to... How can people find more of you so they can learn all the things that I've learned and more uh, if they want to get certified for yoga, if they want to, um, you know, get your <coughs> affirmations and lessons, you know, how can they find more of you besides going to, is it BlueOsa.com?
2: Yeah, I, people can go to BlueOsa.com if they want to experience a yoga immersion like what you experienced, they can access mm-hmm. that there um in the teacher training, you know, a lot of people um, do teacher training. And I, I think that you kind of fell into this as well, like doing a teacher training immersion. It's really, I like to call it more of a yoga immersion. What would it be like to just immerse yourself into a practice for 14 days? And, and so that kind of gives people the opportunity to really dive into a practice. Um, one of the big things I'm really passionate about is helping people to become pain-free through the physical practice of asana, and I'm teaching applied yoga anatomy and muscle activation. And after six days with me, people always become pain-free, and that's really exciting. The other way that people can access me is in the show notes. I believe you're going to put the link um, to the affirmation yeah. series. People can access that. And that is that is just a really nice 28-day immersion you know, taking five to 10 minutes every single morning to just be with yourself, be with the teaching and go within yourself and to affirm your wholeness, to affirm, you know, the light within you and affirm your confidence, to affirm your inner power, because all of that is within us. And that's what this affirmation series is geared to do is to help that start to come out a lot more.
3: Yeah, and so before we close, I want you to share, you were going to share with us an affirmation you had.
2: Yes. Um, How much time do we have? We have like
3: 30 seconds, so make it quick.
2: (laughs) Okay. So this is one of my affirmations, and if you just want to join me really fast, you place your right hand over your heart, your left hand over your right, and just kind of close your eyes and take a breath into your heart center and just affirm that in this moment, In every moment, I feel gratitude for the abundance I have in my life. In this moment, in every moment, I feel gratitude for the abundance I have in my life. And just breathe that in and feel every cell in your body become saturated with all the abundance that you currently have.
3: That is so amazing. Please check out bluosa.com, show notes for the affirmation. And until next time, there will be a part two to this this, um, interview. Um, We'll tune in next week for more Habits for Happiness. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Habits for Happiness. Please join Lady Fuller for another edition of the program next Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, discover how to find your new happy place.